You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 376 of Podcateers. This week we talk about a great mariachi band that, among other things, plays some of our favorite Disney songs. New villains are coming to Oogie Boogie Bash. The Oakland A's get a Star Wars-inspired drone show. We're impressed by more creators, including one that's taking his love for Marvel's Infinity Saga to a whole new level, and another that made his own miniature theme park, which even includes firework shows. Walt Disney World is updating their passes, and we answer the question, did we get magic keys? Remember that you can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. You can find an invite in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 376. Team Boat Willie is the official charity team of the Podcateers podcast, and we're participating in Walk for Hope to help raise money to find a cure for women's cancers. Our team donation page is up and running, and we'd love for you to be a part of our team and help us fundraise for this cause. But if you'd just like to give a donation, that is also an option. More info on both of these options is available at teamboatwilly.com. The link is super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willy, but without the S. And of course, before we kick off the episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes of Podcasters possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcasters gear, additional content like the Podcasters after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So it's time to get this episode rolling. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We hope you enjoy what you're listening to, and we hope you come back to hang with us again. And for all of you that have been hanging with us weekly, we appreciate you, and we appreciate the time that you spend with us. So here we go. Here is episode 376 of Podcateers. Say ka-chow. I said ka-chow. Oh, I, th- I thought you said ka-chow. I was like, oh, okay. I'm trying to get, don't want to get that licensing. Then we'll be in trouble. <laughs> oh, I don't think we're going to run into licensing issues yet in this episode. You just say, wow. Oh, I would oh. say wow. There <laughs> it is. ka <laughs> It had to happen at some point if you're bringing lightning in. Exactly. At least you brought it in, or at least I thought it was ka-chow and not ka-chiga. Ka-chiga. <laughs> Kachiga, Kachiga, Kachiga. We should do that one. Oh boy. Oh well, you know what comes after thunder, right? <gasps> Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what a week! What a weekend! So much fun. We want to say thank you to the FGP squad for uh, another awesome evening, hanging out during happy hour, played some games again, and it was one of those evenings where. Things happen, laughs are had, and there was just one play that we made that just, I think, 
uh, you know, everybody just started laughing, and I thought it was pretty funny. I teased it in an Instagram story, but it wasn't all that appropriate for me to post what it said because, you know, I think we've established that the FGP Happy Hour calls, you know, tend to go a little more on the adult side. You know, the podcast is very PG. We try to keep it as clean as possible. But the Happy Hour calls, like, all bets are off usually, and it gets a little <laughs> adult. We have some fun, and... The answer to that question, I think, broke several members of the FGP squad <laughs> because they couldn't stop laughing. I saw it right before I posted it, and I started laughing to the point where, you know how when you start laughing, you kind of choke on your spit because you're laughing oh, yeah. so hard? That's the point I got to. Like, sure. I started coughing and coughing because I started choking on my own spit. <laughs> I but, can't breathe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. If you're wondering what this FGP happy hour call that we're talking about is, uh, the FGP squad is a fantastic group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become a part of the FGP squad family, head on over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors and some information on the FGP squad in general, a link to sign up on Patreon and more. In general, what you get as part of being part of the FGP squad is access to our happy hour call, which we just talked about a moment ago, uh, additional content, uh, access to our specific Discord server channel for the FGP squad, discount codes on Podcateers gear, and more. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Podcateers.com slash FGP is where you want to go for more information on that. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to say thanks again for hanging out this weekend. We had a blast. And thank you for all of your continued support. Uh, but it was great because I also had the opportunity to reveal something that we've been working on. I know we've talked about it already, but we finally revealed the Team Boat Willy pin to the FGP squad. Woo. We're going to be posting toot, toot. that on our Instagram account very soon, also on the Team Boat Willy account. So right now, all we're waiting for is, we're because we're assembling all of this ourselves, uh, we're waiting on a couple of things to get shipped. Uh, we had custom backers made. Uh, we're going to number them, 1 through 100. Uh, so here's what's happening. We ordered 100 gold pins with the Team Boat Willy logo. Normally, the Team Boat Willy logo is either black and white or like some variation of silver and black. And for this one, we thought it would be really nice because it's our first pin to do a limited edition release. 100 pins of this design are going to be available. And the idea behind it is to take proceeds from each pin sale and donate it to Walk for Hope, the campaign that we're currently working on in support of finding a cure for women's cancers. Some people have messaged me and asked me why we decided uh, to go with this pin, uh, especially people that have been listening for some time because they know that I've talked about a Podcateers pin. Uh, and I think I mentioned an episode or two ago that the reason we decided to go with this one is because we want the first pin release to really be meaningful. And I know that having a Podcateers pin in general is going to be meaningful to us. It's going to be really special to finally see the logo on an enamel pin. But considering that we're doing this fundraising project, it's nice to be able to tie some of the proceeds into doing some good in the world. You know, one of the taglines that we have for Team Boat Willie is change the world. And anything that we can do to try to do that and to, to facilitate that is, you know, it's great. And so these pins are going to be uh, part of that effort. So pricing is going to be coming out very soon. 
Uh, we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. More than likely, the pins are going to be available in the gear section of podcateers.com once we have the backer cards and everything and they're fully assembled. Pricing will be tiered. You'll have a couple of different options to purchase them. And depending on which tier you select, a larger amount of that will be donated to Walk for Hope. So more info on that is going to be coming soon. Super excited. I remember printing the little sample. And although my printer did a horrible job because the black ink was a little clogged and it looks like hot garbage, I got the idea. I think you all got the idea when you saw it, right? And I, I yeah. dig it. I dig it. I don't know about hot garbage. It looked good. Yeah, it yeah. was, and the picture you sent over, it looked pretty good. I, you couldn't really tell the the black ink was going away, but it's this is a it's a really coming together. It's a cool looking thing, and I'm excited to uh, to see the whole finished product. And the, he's got them in little bags and everything. That's all fancy. Yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I'm so excited. I don't know how to describe how excited I am about this. I know I keep <laughs> saying that, and people are probably, oh yeah, dude, you're excited, whatever. But I wish I did something like podcasting or something so that I knew my way around words to describe how I'm feeling about this. <laughs> That's irony. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's a yeah, you're underselling a little bit cuz you know, you you're your worst critic sometimes. Yeah, when you look at this pin and the back packaging we have, well, Hazen specifically designed for this. It's like up there with pins I've seen before uh and Come on, folks. It's for a good cause. Like we said, one of the main taglines on is, you know, be that change, that good change for the world. So I'm totally bonkers over it. It looks cool. The enamel, like you talked about, there's just something about having that backing on it, which makes it really sweet. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes gold can look gaudy, but the just how exactly it is, it just looks like it looks like it was meant to be that way. So it's very classy in a good way. Hey, you know, it's funny. I'm glad that you mentioned that because that gold, I remember the first the first version of it looked really yellow and it looked really mm-hmm. faded and I didn't like it. I yeah. I instantly got scared because I remember looking at it and thinking, is this really what it's going to look like? And I remember looking at other pins, especially Disney pins that we've purchased, and I just remember thinking, it can be better. It can be better. And I'm glad that we went back. Uh, and we were able to adjust that and, and get some things going because, ah, I'm telling you, ah, so happy. You go put them on a rack at the parks uh, right away and nobody would know the difference that it was. In, uh, <laughs> That's how good they are. Real professional pin. <laughs> Dude, there's a there's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Are you guys familiar with Mitch Hedberg? Very much so. Yes. So there's a Mitch Hedberg joke that uh, I really like. He's talking about he- releasing his own CD. And so he takes his CD back when CDs were a thing. Those were little silver plated round contraptions that you would put into machine kids and they would play music or audio files, you know, whatever the case was. They were shiny. You could even use them as Frisbees. Frisbees, by the way, are these things you would throw at each other. And, ca- and anyway, <laughs> so there's this joke where he talks about uh, getting copies of his album. He takes it to a record store, puts it into a bin, and the people working there are like, oh, what are you doing? He's all like, it is for sale. Please alphabetize it. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to do the same thing with the pin. I'm going to take it to Perfect. World of Disney, throw it up on a rack, and be like, please alphabetize this under T for Team Boat Willie. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg is a he's a treasure and it's uh yeah sad he he uh passed so young but 
not to bring this down, but he's very hilarious. If you've if you're a comedy fan, you need to go listen to his stuff. He's got it's all just jokes. It's not you know a lot of comedy now is more like telling stories and long form. This things happened in my life. This that this. These are jokes and they're jokes and they're funny. Anyway, Team yeah. Bo Willie. And and I do I do want to say it's not something you want to listen to with your kids. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know it it is it is a more adult set of jokes, but they are a bunch of one liners. Like it's stuff like my fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. <laughs> Tonight I'm playing for half the door, and nice. tomorrow night I'm playing for half the door, and then by the end I'll have a door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> or every book is a children's book if the kid can read. <laughs> an escalator can never have an out of order sign. It can only have an escalator is temporarily stairs. Yes. <laughs> Sorry for the convenience. Yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, if you're into that type of humor, look him up. Again, not fully kid friendly, so be careful when you listen. But be on the know, lookout when, for Hazen and Andrew's uh, Mitch Hedberg podcast coming to the Podcasters <laughs> Network. <laughs> Andrew and Hazen do Mitch Hedberg. (laughs) Poorly. (laughs) Exactly. Pretty much. Uh, All right. Uh, Moving on. So there's a bunch of stuff that's going on. Oogie Boogie Bash has announced some new villains. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, There's also uh, this awesome creator uh, that we've been following for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I think we've been wanting to talk about him for a while. But, um, again, we'll get to that in a moment. Before we do, though. I I was talking to uh, one of the members of the FGP squad, uh, Adriana, and she sent me a video of this band playing a song from Cinderella. And I've actually talked about this band before. I hadn't heard that particular arrangement, but have you guys heard of MES, the Mariachi Entertainment System? I've heard, but I haven't listened to the music, I'll be honest. I've heard... I okay. can't uh, say I've heard of them. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so MES uh, specializes in creating video game music, pop culture music in a mariachi style. And they've done a lot of Disney stuff before. They've done Reflection. One of my favorite compositions that they've done is for Colors of the Wind uh, from Pocahontas. As a matter of fact, let me play a little bit for you right now so you can hear this. This is definitely not going to be safe for YouTube, but, you know, since we're hanging out here just podcast style, uh, you'll get to hear it. If you happen to be listening to this on YouTube one day and there's a big hole where this song needs to be, just go listen to the audio version of the podcast. You'll get a chance to listen to it there. But check this out. All right, I just honestly, I just think that's gorgeous. I love that arrangement. I love how it sounds. I love what they've done with it. Uh, but I remember bringing them up quite some time ago because they had put together an arrangement when Stan Lee passed away of the Avengers theme. And they had gotten together at a comic book store, they played it. 
man, I just remember like the tears just flowing. Like it was just all over the place after listening to that. But like I said, they do a lot of really great covers. Uh, one of my favorite uh, video game themes that they do is uh, you guys ever play Mega Man? When you were when you were a kid, yeah, long time ago though. <laughs> okay, so remember there was um, the Doctor Wily stage from Mega Man Two became like one of the most iconic Nintendo themes ever. Mm-hmm. They they covered that and it sounds awesome in mariachi That's style. Cool. I, I need to play it a little bit because I'm still blown away by how good this is. Check this out. pretty cool (laughs) tell me that doesn't sound amazing yeah i was wondering when they get to that one part where it gets real sci-fi kind of sound that was really cool yeah they did such a great job i mean they've done in the last six months i think they did a really amazing like mcu suite they took uh music from a bunch of the films avengers black panther spider-man and they just created this like medley I'm going to put these videos up in the blog post for this episode. Podcateers.com slash 376 is where you'll find them. But, man, I hadn't heard the Cinderella one. And when Adriana sent it to me, I was able to go back and just kind of start listening to these other ones. Man, let me play the Avengers one. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to start being moved to tears at this point. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to cut this off. Love that theme. Love the emotion that it brings. You know, I don't know if they've ever done the intro to the Marvel Studios thing because I know that that thing gets me all emotional every time I hear it. <laughs> I should tag them and see if they'll at least do that because I think it's super cool. But, you know, it's funny when I first heard the theme that they did, this one they did as a, as a tribute to Stan Lee. But I remember listening to this and just realizing why, uh, at at least there was this correlation in my brain about how it works so well during the standoff scenes because it kind of channels like old Western films and the music styling and cadence of like the spaghetti Westerns and the music that you heard in the background and how it's styled, how it's structured, except with violins and, you know, cellos and non-traditional instruments and hearing it this way made me realize it. It's probably something other people have realized way smarter than me, but uh, that was the first time I had made that correlation. And, you know, I was pretty happy about that. Well, now I want to hear the Avengers theme as a Western, like, <laughs> music. Oh, it's kind of like a Tones of the Mandalorian. 
Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that, ah, yeah. See, that's another great example of it, right? The Mandalorian theme song follows that cadence as well. It seems like a Western showdown is about to yeah. go down. These remind me of in the, like, um, I don't know, around, like, 2008 to 12 Disney released this series of CDs called is like Disney's Adventures in and then a music style and so they had like Disney's Adventures in like bluegrass, bossa nova, um uh jazz, reggae, uh, something samba and country and there's probably another one that I'm missing. Uh there's a bunch of them. And they, I I don't know why they stopped if they just kind of had a set number of whatever, but this would be just right up the alley, you know, to have another Disney adventures in mariachi or yeah. Disney's, oh, event, you know, that is a great idea. And doing all kinds of different covers. And, you know, there's, there, and there's also been a lot of songs that's come out that have come out since, you know, 2010. So, so uh, yeah, that'd be you did a, a good pull. Cool, Cause yeah. you got like, you know, I was thinking when I hear this Hazen, like a California adventure, you could see like Mariachi Divas. Also, other ones I've heard, like the, um, uh, yeah, Friend in, uh, Toy Story Friend in Me, they cover the. Yes. From Toy Story 3 to. Yeah, they Toy- cover in Spanish. Toy- oh, gosh. Wish I could get it. Don't have it right now off the top of my head. But yes, there's another mariachi band. You can really go deep. I like that song. That's, yes, that yes, song's yes. really good. <laughs> Amigo Fiel is the one they do. That you got a friend in me. Yeah, I think that's the one you've got a friend in me. Right? Yeah, but yeah, you could go deep with that pool. And I was just thinking too. Speaking of that, like man, you would hope that they could get this in like California Venture because I remember one of the things they did a couple of years back was the during Christmas Town they did like Sounds of the Seasons, right? Well, they had the mariachi divas in the area of, like, you know, near uh, the Coco and, you know, you do the the gardens out there, right? That'd be so cool to have this group out there, like, in between switching off and on. It just really would be, like, because they could cover probably Christmas tunes, I'm thinking, and also cover some of those, like, Avenger tunes. That'd be awesome. You bring up a great point, too. I mean, mariachi divas are awesome. We've had an opportunity to see them uh, perform several different songs. Uh, And, I mean, I... I think if they alternate, kind of like you said, you know, one is in one location because mariachi divas tended to be uh, over the wharf area, right? Isn't right. that where they That's normally it. hang out? They, they had them there in front of the the restaurant, kind of just like out in the nowhere. And then I've seen them play also at the Paradise uh, Garden. That's whatever. the garden. Yeah, yeah stage oh, there okay, as okay. well. So I don't know if that's a newer thing, you know, pre-pandemic newer thing or what, because they were kind of move. They were moving a lot of entertainment around um, pre-pandemic. So I'd, I don't know when they come back uh, where they'll be, but yeah, that'd be something cool. Also, you could have these guys that they'd be like the Disneyland band, but go around California adventure and they do like, oh like the God. Disneyland does, you know, do the cover of all the different. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're welcome. Disney, make it happen. We'll hear about it next week or whatever. Right. Be fine. Just announced for the holiday season. <laughs> it would be awesome. I mean, I've heard them cover standard stuff that you would instantly think it fits with the genre, right? Like the stuff from Coco instantly comes to people's minds when they hear that music genre but you start hearing these other things and they just fit so well 
that Mega Man theme was the one that solidified the band for me as like insanely legit, right? Because like Larry was talking about, there's these key pieces in that song that make it iconic and they're kind of difficult to replicate and make it sound in well. I've heard, yeah, yeah, like I've heard them replicated in many covers and they all just kind of fall flat. And so I always kept reverting back to when I would listen to game themes because yes, it's something I do at times when I'm working. Uh, and I always reverted to the original song from, you know, the Dr. Wiley theme from Mega Man 2 until I heard this one. This has become my go-to version of that theme now because I just enjoy it so much. And all the Disney stuff that they cover, it's perfect whenever they do those festivals, like you said, having them rotate. I don't want them to replace anybody unless a contract is over and somebody wants to move on or something. But right. we've seen them cycle through different bands and different, you know, genres throughout the week. Uh, they could do it with this band as well if they're looking for a gig. I mean, I don't do the hiring, but if I did, <laughs> they'd be on the list. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Sure. They're insanely, insanely talented. So, again, a uh, YouTube link will be available in the blog post for this episode, pocketeers.com slash 376. And hopefully one day they create the uh, iconic theme that Michael Giacchino gave us as the as the intro to all Marvel films, but in mariachi version. And who knows? Maybe Michael Giacchino will one day play with them. Who knows? I'm just throwing stuff out into the universe now. Let's see what happens. Let's throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks, right? <laughs> Can't hurt. Right? Uh, okay, so we're talking about Marvel. I think it's a really good time to bring up uh, some stuff that was announced for Oogie Boogie Bash because there is a Marvel tie-in. Andrew, tell us about what's happening at Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah, I they Disney released kind of like a teaser video deal. They didn't like technically announce them, but you can kind of guess as we, we see, um, you know, it's all foggy and all this kind of imagery, and you see the like spider doll head spider thing from the first Toy Story, and then you see a uh, red dress. Uh, that's on a like a bust dress form is what that's called and then you see agatha's chair from wandavision so leads you to believe that for oogie boogie bash we're getting um sid from toy story um cruella uh the uh emma stone cruella and uh agatha all along it was agatha as well <laughs> sorry so yeah it's um it's you know i don't know i don't think there's anything been released about where they'll be if they're going to be like um the special interaction ones like they did the last oogie boogie bash where they you were just kind of they were up like on a platform kind of thing just yelling at people or <laughs> You know, because yeah, last time they had like that Oogie Boogie, Dr. Facilier, the Mad Hatter, um, I think Maleficent or the Evil Queen. They had a bunch of them. So I'm guessing that's kind of what they're going to be doing. They put the treat trails in front of them and then you kind of pass them and they heckle you or whatever. I don't know. Whoa, <laughs> don't whoa, know. whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't undersell this, Andrew. I, I'm, I'm going all in on this. Cause I, now I'm a little envious of you yeah. guys getting those tickets because – when I went to that one in 2019, that was one of the coolest points because when you went into DCA, Oogie Boogie had like, yeah, it's like a queue to get in the candy, but you had like the large spinning wheel. You had like yeah, a they light had props. Show going yeah, it's on. all they like that's props. like a stage that's yeah dressed up. So it's so 
I could yeah. see like Agatha being in the Avengers area, and then you walk in, you'll have like this cool lighting setup, but at the same time, it'll be like eerie, creepy things off, which is cool. Now, the one that's Corella is gonna, I they got they got to do something real cool with her. I'm guessing it's got to be fashion, but still spooky. So that's gonna be, I can't even think of what they do there, but. I think Sid's the one I'm most interested in because I'm like, what do you do? Do you how do you make that character like photogenic, like something you want to take a picture with? Because it just doesn't really resonate with me. But I'm interested to see what they would do with that one. Yeah, it's got to be like like maybe it's his bedroom where he has like his workshop and stuff, and he's banging on stuff and then holds up a weird like toy or something. Yeah, (laughs) imagine that like shadows behind him, like or he's in the backyard trying to barbecue toys. Who knows what he's doing? Oh boy, I don't know. (laughs) That'd be a deep. That would be crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, look honestly, if they ended up taking that route, I kind of like it, you know, because. A year or two ago, we were talking about how at Hong Kong, they have these crazy Halloween mazes that are very similar to the things that you see at Universal uh, at Halloween Horror Nights, right? Mm -hmm. And Disney, I think, is really lacking that for the segment of people that really enjoy doing stuff like that, whether they enjoy the mazes or the extra scares, the extra spooky and I understand that, you know, Disney is much more catered to children and that they really want to keep it, you know, uh, available for everyone. But I've I've always thought that if they converted, you know, stage 19 or one of those buildings in the back into some kind of maze that is age restricted or you sign some waiver or something that, you know, you're not going to get angry at the company or sue them because you got too scared walking through this thing or whatever. I think that it would be such a popular attraction to have at California Adventure during the Halloween season. And if we're getting this and they decide to push the boundaries with Sid, it's not unheard of, right? We've actually seen Sid's toys walking around as part of parades at Disneyland or Magic Kingdom, hmm. one of the two. I don't remember. So, I mean, we've seen Babyface, which is that big spider baby looking thing. And <laughs> there's just two guys, I think, in the back making all the, the legs crawl. So it wouldn't be out of character to have them there. And then you add a couple of flame effects and stuff, and it looks super cool. Again, flame effects, phantasmic, uh, pirates. Like, it's not unheard of. World of Color has fire in it. So, you know, you combine some of those things, and I think you're in for something super cool. Cruella, it, it would be funny to see cartoon Cruella and Cruella from the film, you know, going at it, you know, in the Esplanade. <laughs> Just kind of like, you know, shouting at each other, you know, from one side to another. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that I, I've never been to Oogie Boogie Bash. We've been to the Halloween thing that they did at Disneyland, the, mm-hmm. the, the Mickey's, Mickey's Halloween party. Yeah. But we've never been to Oogie Boogie Bash before. And it's certainly something that's on my list to do. I uh, don't think this year is going to be the year that I do it. But it's definitely on my list uh, of things that I want to do in the park. Well, Hazen, you mentioned Roll of Color, and it made me think of um, my wife just showed me a video, and you know, with the recent passing of Ed Asner, oh um, yeah, they were showing the clip from from Up, you know, the the little segment in Up from World of Color, and uh, 
yeah, so I was, you know, real sad that um, about Ed Asner passing. I think he was 91 or something around there. But it's still it's still always sad to, to lose one of the, you know, great legends and everything like that, especially, you know, when he's still he's still working up till, you know, up till the very end because there's a new um, show coming out on Disney Plus with him. Yeah. Right. It's what's Doug it? Days. Doug, Doug Days. days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little trailer is like it's you know you have Carl oh, and you have Russell a, and it looks like a little fun. Like, yeah. Oof, watching that was yeah, it was it was hard to watch now to know that it was tough. But oh man, yeah, Ed Asner is a treasure, man. He's he definitely fit the demeanor of Carl Fredrickson, right? <laughs> like he had that like grumpy old man, just don't talk to him. But he just like. We had a chance to meet Ed Asner at D23 years ago, right? And he was so funny. He was so sweet. Uh, I'm almost positive he was trying to get fresh with my wife. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it was a great afternoon. We had a great time talking to him. Uh, The timing of a couple of videos, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because from what I was reading and, and like, the posts that I was seeing, it looked like he had just done an interview less than a week before he passed where he's like, they asked him like, what do you attribute your longevity to? Or, you know, how do you think you've lived this long or something like that? And he said, Oh, because they never stop working. You know, I just keep <laughs> doing stuff that I like or something like that. And then Don't have time to die. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, he's like, I think his nephew or his grandson or something was posting videos of him on TikTok because they had like a foundation or a charity that they would do work through. And there was, if it really was the last thing that was posted, it's kind of funny because he was kind of obscene in the video. Uh, it, again, <laughs> it was kind of that grumpy old man, leave me alone sort of situation. But, you know, apparently they took that video and then he passed away the very next day. But uh, sad situation. You know, the world will, will very much miss uh, Ed Asner and his work and uh, you know he's been immortalized as Carl Fredrickson so uh, to his family and friends we just want to send our deepest condolences uh, because you know it's it's very sad to lose anybody you know not just Ed Asner but he was a treasure yeah it's going to be interesting to see what this new show brings and kind of uh, you know I don't know if this is his last work or what but it, it may well be his last work uh, I, I haven't checked his IMDB but oh, um, yeah it's you kind of don't think about it until it happens. You're like, oh yeah, he was very old, and a, a lot of these, you know, people that are um, legends. I mean, I mean, just yeah, and they're legends, and they've, you know, they they're legends because they've been around for so long, <laughs> and um, so it's yeah, it's uh, wild to just oh yeah, that they're gone now. So it's I know. Uh, Every time you see uh, Betty White in a news article, it's uh, kind of a little heart jumping to see yes. Betty White. What happens? Okay, Betty White did a nice thing for a dog or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. Betty White runs in front of a train to save a kitten. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> Betty White, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, the kitten was gonna get hit by the train. I saved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, so I kind of want to hard pivot real quick before we get back to all Rink. the the Marvel talk because you mentioned Larry that up in your your favorite team's stadium there was going to be a drone show, and right. that finally happened. 
Yes, they uh, they had this weekend the first ever Major League Baseball. They called it a light show, but it was truly a drone show, uh, which was Star Wars themed. Now, they've always had a Star Wars theme. That's like most Major League Baseball teams have that once in a year. They try to tie it to fireworks. But this thing, you know, being close to the Bay Area, that's where a lot of this research has gone. And even when Andrew was talking about it, he's seen them test it in Northern California. They have like drone testing. But it was so cool to see it in its fruition to the first time because you're talking about you know you've seen drone shows like at super bowls like we talked about joe biden the last episode we mentioned it but to see like r2d2 being drawn out by drones is this like irony moment because you're like man r2d2 is being you know hologram pretty much as an art as a drones they're doing it so it was cool and they like did baseball images and A's images, but the Star Wars images took the show. Just seeing Star Wars lit up with, with lights and drones and then the way they syncopate and come up, it's almost like watching a curtain unveil. It was so cool. They also did like shots of Yoda and Chewbacca, which was really awesome. I mean, they just did a good job and I hope it's something that catches on maybe here in the parks. Maybe they take a note from that being like, hey, that's a big pull for people, and you're talking about, you know, you could add it to shows like World of Color, maybe, or you could add it to shows that are not, like, so much near the fireworks show, but you could add it to different elements, just put it in to see what people do, and, oh, dude, I'd be so stoked to see that. You know what's funny is that when I was watching the clip of that drone show, it really surprised me at how quickly they were moving and recreating certain things because the R2-D2, right. for instance, they get his leg to move back and forth, and, forth. and I've yeah. never seen drones move that quickly. Like, I always trippy. see them kind of, like, move, they create a shape, and then they, like, like, slowly kind of move into something else yeah. while they're relocating. But, dude, this is, like, drone to the max. Like, they look so good. It's almost like a hologram. Yeah. It's crazy. The <laughs> lightsabers fighting each other look so dope. That was cool. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe my eyes at how good and how well-structured this entire thing is. You know, the the people that would get nostalgic about not hearing the fireworks and not, you know, seeing that light. I mean, you could totally reproduce this with drones. Just pipe in the sounds of fireworks exploding into the music track that you hear. And no one's going to know the difference. You get the drones to look like they're lighting up and they're fountains and they're falling. And, ah, oh, yes, I am so for them using drones in the parks. Let's do it. Yeah. It's it's time. It's time. I mean, I think I think like Larry said, World of Color is probably at least at Disneyland probably the best uh, place for it right now because where the show is done is over. You know, is a big open area where there's no people. I think that might exactly. be a thing that they're worried about is is drones falling out of the sky and hitting people. So like fireworks, you know, they're because of like the distance you want to see the drones and everything too you kind of have to be at a certain distance so i think world of color is the perfect location to kind of test that out even if it's just on a small thing maybe you know they take off from like behind uh cars land or something that's huge that's where the control booth is for um world of color if you didn't know it's in the radiator springs mountain the uh cadillac range um anyway you know they take out from you know their space yeah they yeah. come out from out there and go over the bay and uh you know i think it'd be a perfect spot for it 
how funny would it be if they did launch the drones from that building or from that mountain mm-hmm. range? You know, let's keep the magic alive. And <laughs> because people are all of a sudden going to hear the <laughs> of all the drones heading over, so people don't get scared, they announce, and now the drones will be making their way to the World of Color stage. And <laughs> you, hear, it. you hear it, right? But then you hear, yeah. hi-ho, hi-ho, Something it's off yeah. to work we go to mask all of the buzzing. I think it'd be oh, I was great. thinking like they pipe music through to trick you. You know, like when you hear the parades, it's like a magical sound, like do 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 do, like that whimsical. Oh yeah, that too. And then it like flies by like sparkles, so it looks like magic going to the show. Oh, dude, that oh. like you know when you see Tink like fly in pixie dust sh- 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 or whatever. The pixie yeah. dust. Think of like a lot of pixie dust, but it's the drones. You just hear this noise, like sh- 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 like I can't even do it. But you know what I mean? Like it sound like pixie dust. That's not that new annual pass, though. Not that, not that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ghost. We got to mention we'll talk that, about that later. But the anyway. magic key. <laughs> so you mentioned two things that I think this would be really great for. Uh, well, you didn't mention one, but Tinkerbell, right, over the castle. Imagine right. drones flying cool. behind her and just looking like they're creating pixie dust as she's flying. And they don't have to cool. be directly behind her. They could be off to the sides and still give off the same illusion, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. But imagine something like Fantasmic where they're flying around Mickey and there's magic being <sighs> created around just him. And like he's there's like he's whirling like it, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm that telling you. Cool. I'm telling you, cool. this has to happen. So good. Disney, hire us to produce a show for you. We'll do this. Just putting <laughs> Boom, it out Easy there. peasy. We're right there. We're right yeah, here. We'll We're need available. Some funding to buy a bunch of yeah. drones and the computers to control them, but we could do it. We could do it. Well, we're, we're just, just we're time. the idea. We're the idea people, <laughs> right? And we're right. The, yeah. Well, well, then we'll get the uh, we'll get the professionals to do it because you know there's probably a steep learning curve. Totally valid <laughs> jobs, by the way. Being just the yeah, idea yeah. people. So yeah, I'm for idea it. Idea people. I'm yeah, for let's it. Do it. I've seen it behind the attraction. I've seen it. I mean, <laughs> Walt Disney built an entire empire on a bunch of ideas, right? He built Disneyland that way. So let's do it. I love, <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah, that clip of the drone show was something that we saw on TikTok. I'll throw it up in the blog post for the episode if you want to take a look at it as well. Uh, Podcasters.com slash 367. Uh, so tons of cool stuff on TikTok. I'll make it short on this one because he's still working on it. But uh, since we were talking about Avengers a little while ago, we're talking about Marvel. There is somebody on TikTok. His name is Billy. I don't remember his TikTok name. I will try to locate it and I can leave a link for his stuff too. I may have mentioned it before, but he's creating a mega cut of the Infinity Saga. He took all of his Blu-rays, all of the deleted scenes, all of the extra segments, all of the 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 end credit scene, everything. And he's basically cutting them all in order. So you can watch one giant 674-hour movie at the end. <laughs> oh, There's man. been tons of questions, obviously, if he's going to make this available. the answer, He's already answered it, and I can guarantee that's a no because you would run into a lot of legal issues and everything yeah but i think he is outlining where he's putting what so that if you want to go back and you want to create your own or if you want to try to watch it in that sequence you can it's going to be insane but he's outlined how he's overlapped like you know parts of thor into iron man and then it goes into like this other film and then it goes into this other one and then it goes to thanos at the end of this one but then it cuts to this movie and it 
it's insane. I I can't believe that he's taking something like that on. I remember a long time ago I joked about doing that just with the films to try to watch them in order before they had Disney Plus and you could just watch them in order. But this is quite an undertaking. So kudos to him. I'll leave the link in, in the blog post if you want to check it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm rooting for him. That's a lot of space on a hard drive. That is, I'm assuming that once it's done, depending on how beefy his computer is, that's going to be months and months and months of rendering. That's a lot of hours to oh, render yeah. out again. So I don't know if he's going to do it in pieces. If he's using Premiere, I, I don't know what to tell you, bro, because I have so many problems with Premiere. It crashes all the time. Uh, apparently, paying a monthly fee is not good enough for Adobe. They're like, oh, you have problems <laughs> with Premiere? Cool. Here's an update that's going to ruin it more. So, you know, oh. <laughs> good, good luck rendering that out. I hope you're doing it in pieces so that you can easily put it together after once it's all, you know, cut up. But I, I at one point in my life, I would love to be able to see this somehow. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But if he outlines everything and gives us like a script of how he layered it, uh, I would love to follow that legwork and create my own version of it. I mean, I, it, it's cool. I don't have enough things to do. So this yeah, is definitely really. something. Especially I with want. that 3D printer coming down the pipeline. <laughs> right? <laughs> the 3D printer talk. Back but, yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe you know, that, that, that guy that did that deep fake with Luke, he's got hired with uh, Disney. Maybe, maybe they oh. kind of partner with this guy or something and say, look, at, he did this. Maybe we'll officially release the, the Marvel cut, the uh, – what do you say? The Billy cut, the mega of, cut, <laughs> the MCU the cut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Disney Plus for a week or something. Where, or you know, take you a week to watch it. But um, yeah, who knows, <laughs> man? Get on it, Disney. Will uh, everybody will be thankful for you, for it? Uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it would be too. Uh, so, keeping with TikTok, there's another creator that we've been wanting to talk about for quite some time because, oh man. When you talk about people that create amazing things, he's right up at the top, man. His name is Brandon Hardy. Some of you may already be familiar with him because if you're on what they like to refer to as Disney TikTok, you've certainly <laughs> seen his mini Disneyland and the fireworks shows that he projects in the background. And if you had, haven't had an opportunity to see it, oh boy, are you in for a treat. It is one of the best Disneyland models I have ever seen in my life. The fact that he synced it up with the projector, he synced it up with music, he plays the actual fireworks shows from the park in the background with the music and everything. It's so amazing to watch it. The detail in his models is immaculate. This is like if you if you want a project and you want to build a Disneyland, this is what you should go look at for some inspiration. For sure. Yeah, I think uh, Hazen nailed on every point there because I, I am not a TikTok user. And for the point that Hazen said, I, I like to have 15 hours of my day still with me. But <laughs> this guy made a run for my money because uh, luckily I have family members that watch out for me. They're like, hey, there's this guy on TikTok you got to see that you got to check this out. I know you like Disney. And the first thing when I clicked on this guy's link without having an account just through a web page in my Safari on my iPhone was that he was doing a live show on 
this Disneyland mini Disneyland. I was like, live show? What are you talking about? And then it got me right by the heartstrings because it was the Remember Dreams Come True fireworks show that he's doing and the 50th anniversary. That's probably by far my favorite. And for small moments, this mini design can trick your human eye to be like, dude, this it's not only that it's cool that it's so cool to be in a replica. It makes your eyes like because he uses the cool skies that are like pinks and blues and nice clouds coming through. Almost a perfect setup for if you were like watching the fireworks. This is how you'd want it. And I think one of the cooler things he's been working on because he still he does a show like three times a day for people on the West, on the East Coast, is that he's going to September 1st, he's going to bring the Halloween screams uh, and he's overlaying his mini Disneyland uh, as Halloween theme. And I can't wait to see because like Hazen mentioned, he's using projections like on point to what you would see pretty close in the park. And it's it's really cool when you watch it. Yeah, when I first saw these, when you sent it over, Hazen, again, I don't use TikTok, so I hadn't seen any of it. I thought the it was the, um, what's his name, the Olochevsky, uh, the models that you'd buy at Disneyland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's, okay. what, that's what I thought it was. I, I was like, oh, man, he's, you know, because I remember seeing a long time ago, they had them, and then somebody had the, you know, they had the Main Street Electrical Parade, and then somebody made a little track in there, mm-hmm. and it pulled it around, and they went underneath. I thought it was real cool. Um, I could have swore that's what these were. They're that detailed and everything. Um, so, yeah, it's it's fantastic. And he must be, you know, I don't know if he's uh, he's making all this video himself, all the um, all the fireworks video and all the he, the castle projections and everything. It's, you know, it's fantastic. It's, you know, right on point with everything. Um, you know, you get to see, you know, indie and all the different stuff, the – he even has the laser because it the one oh, I watched yeah. was the Remember Dreams yeah. Come True and so Star Wars you know, pew, 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 you know shooting the laser the shooting out and yeah it's fantastic it's it's uh, yeah I want one <laughs> you know he <laughs> he actually has uh, a YouTube channel where he puts mm-hmm. up bigger versions of the videos uh, higher res obviously than what you have on TikTok. And uh, he recently released a video where he showed his model of Walt Disney World. And if you thought that the Disneyland one was great, the Disney World one is insane, okay? And it's not even something that he built a long time ago because it even has Galaxy's Edge in there. So that's how recent it is. Like, this is all stuff that he was working on, like, during the pandemic, like during the mm-hmm. pandemic, I was just trying not to lose my mind. And this guy was doing this, yeah. right? Like he was creating this amazing art. Like he he's a, he's a visual artist, director. He's a scene designer. He's a puppeteer. And he's taking all of these disciplines that he works with and he's creating these pieces of magic. Like he's got a working model of the Hatbox Ghost that he created. Uh, he created his own little mini haunted mansion, like the attraction. It looks so good. Like he's just walking around his house and he's got all of the effects. He's got, ah, man, I'm, you know, this blog post is going to be very video heavy because I can tell you <laughs> there's going to be a lot of amazing stuff as part of this one. But yeah, that Disney World model looks super amazing. Uh, I definitely recommend that you go check it out. And when he when he does the live shows on TikTok, they're definitely worth seeing as well. Because like Larry said, 
his the way that he uses perspective to shoot some of these things makes you feel like you're on main street you know he does a really great job of making you feel the magic that you normally would feel and uh, i love it i i mean it it's just that uh, i don't i don't think we ever talked about it on an episode but i when we were armchair imagineering stuff one of the concepts uh, I would always bring out virtual reality, right? Because I love VR. I love the tech behind it. And, you know, we talked about doing stuff like a walk in Walt's footsteps where Walt Disney is the one giving you the tour in VR sort of situation. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I wondered if there was ever a situation. I may have actually talked about it because I talked about how they could use it for like people that can't go to the parks, like in the children's hospital for the kids that can't leave the the bed right where they could True. give them a vr headset and film a 3d view of main street the fireworks and everything so that no matter where you look you can always see the fireworks but mm-hmm. you're immersed in this in this uh you know world inside of the headset like this is perfect for something like that like i would love to see just that that same tech being used for it that same premise is being used to create these models you kind of bring them into the situation and oh i'm telling you i wish i could do something like this i wish i had used the pandemic and the time that we were at home to do something like this because (laughs) this is absolutely gorgeous it's amazing uh I, i would love to talk to him at some point and just kind of talk about his career and how he got into all of this and some of the creations that he's made because this guy's talented man he doesn't work for disney but he totally should be a contractor yeah, at least you know yeah, like andrew just mentioned you can never know you never watching. know that's true i got distracted i'm looking at his youtube channel now, so. <laughs> isn't it great he's got a projection mapped christmas tree that I'm looking at I right know, now. It's so, so good, it's man. yeah, it's lots so of puppets. Good. So, that's uh, yeah. Oh, we made a Shrek puppet. Okay, anyway. I know it's so <laughs> good. I'm so good. So yeah, again, podcasters.com/slash three seventy six. If you want to take a look <laughs> at those videos, you can link over to Brandon's channel on YouTube. And hey, Brandon, if you want to come on the podcast and talk about your career and how you got into all of this and your Disney fandom, man, I'd love to have you on the podcast so we could chat with you. So I'm putting it out in the universe, and hopefully we can make that happen. That'd be sweet. All right. So speaking of magic in the parks, uh, we are, well, I mean, we are a week into the release of Magic Keys. Uh, It looks like it was an adventure. For many people to try to acquire a magic key as you know if you purchase within the first 66 days in order to celebrate the anniversary of disneyland park you were going to get a cool little package with you know a pin and a charter member thing and all sorts of things right did either of you even attempt to get a magic key i did not attempt but I did a lot of watching online, but I know Andrew might have a different answer. I, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I hopped on and I really wasn't, I should have done a little more research about what was going on. I was like, oh yeah, magic keys today. Um, okay. I'll hop on. It's like nine. I was like, uh, it was nine and it went on and I looked it up. Oh, they're not starting until 10. Okay. I have time. (laughs) (laughs) So I get on there and, um, 
I get to the website and or in the app. I'm on my phone, and the app didn't have a section or anything. And it gets closer to ten, then it says, you know, it had the ticketing part, and then it said ticket and magic key. And so I click on it, and then it still didn't have the magic key option. And then, you know, around ten, or it was probably fifteen minutes till. Um, then you could click through a link and it'd take you to the goat page that everybody's so familiar with the big thunder mountain with the goat. <laughs> um, and I sat there, you know, through 10, 10, you know, 10, 10, 10, and well, probably 10 five. And then I jump on Twitter and just kind of, I, you know, search magic key and see what people are talking about. Nobody's website opening. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's. They have a 15 minutes or so go by and nothing's changed. And then I finally see somebody say, Oh, they show a space mountain screen. Um, gotcha. And that that's saying you're in the queue because people are like, should I be refreshing? Should I not? The screen doesn't say anything. Um, and I guess what you needed to end up doing was get out of that completely and then go into refreshing wasn't doing anything. You had to click the link again. At least for me, that's what I had to do because I refreshed a bunch and nothing happened. I clicked the link again and then got the Space Mountain screen, which was like you're in the queue um, more than an hour is is my time frame so okay more than an hour i sit there for like eh, half hour see what happens more than an hour okay well i guess this is going to be a adventure uh so i take my phone and i do my errands throughout the day I have it in my little mount on the car i have the magic key screen up so i can see if it ever changes I go do my shopping. I go buy some stuff at Spirit Halloween. Um, I go <laughs> some more stuff at Spirit Halloween, I should say. Um, and uh, go get some gas. Uh, go all kinds of stuff. Um, I think I ended up waiting. I didn't get... It was right before 5 o'clock is when I was able to purchase uh, our magic keys. And yeah, so a nice, what, seven hours almost of uh waiting but i mean luckily i wasn't sitting there at a computer i was you know had the forethought enough to do it on my phone so i could go out for the day and not waste a day but um yeah so i got the key it was easy enough um is little i was glad i was doing a little bit of research about there's a little checkbox you have to check um to make sure that you are a california resident if you have to be logged into your account and then check a little checkbox so you can get the uh, monthly payments. Um, so I know some people are having issues with getting the monthly payment. Um, but yeah, we both we got our dream keys and then got uh, immediately got our reservations for when we're going to be down there next month. Yes. Or I guess uh, when we're going to be down there this month. When this comes out on uh, the first of the month. So uh, yeah, got a key. Yeah, Melissa's not recording today, but I know she hadn't. She's still waiting a little bit. But uh, what happened, Hazen? Because I know everything was up in the air with passes and everything. And what happened? Yeah. So uh, my wife and I had been talking about what we wanted to do about the passes, right? Because, uh, like I mentioned before, we would have had to purchase four passes, you know, between us and the kids. And the fact that there's no children's discount kind of still bothers me that they don't have just a, a children's tier. Um, but eventually we decided that we we want to get them. I mean, we do. We did decide that we wanted to get them, but we were uncertain about when we were going to go back to the park. 
Uh, we're probably not going to go back until late this year or maybe even January at this point. And it's just uh, it's a mixture of a lot of different things, but it's very unlikely that I'll be going anytime before December at this point. So we were thinking about should we buy a lower tier and then upgrade later and then at least that way we end up being a charter member for magic keys and we get the package and all that good stuff right what we didn't realize was that if we did that when we did upgrade we were going to re be responsible for the entire amount of the difference between the pass that we were on and the next tier so if we did end up getting the lowest tier which was about 400 we would be responsible for a thousand dollars you know to upgrade to the to the dream key because that's the one that we wanted we wanted to make sure that we didn't have any or as very few block out dates as possible that we had the max discounts available and really the flexibility to try to go whenever we could go or get a reservation for which is the closest experience we're going to have to what we had before when we could just go whenever we wanted ultimately we decided let's go for it let's let's get in the queue and let's let's see what happens and if the universe says you know you're in the queue you you make it through to the other side and you get your dream key then great uh we we didn't all get the dream keys uh, but I have one now. <laughs> uh, so I have a dream key. We're going to be paying for it for the next several months. But because it doesn't activate until the first time that you actually go to the park, mm -hmm. the idea behind having it is that even though we're paying for six months where we don't go, we're going to have six months on the tail end where we're not paying for it and still have the pass. Right. So we can be saving money at that point to get the next round that comes up when it comes up for renewal. So the idea was um, just get it, become charter members and, you know, deal with when we go to the park and everything later on. So I am officially a dream key holder at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I think my wife got on the in the queue because uh, she did the whole thing for us. I wasn't able to jump in because I had several meetings at work throughout the day and I just wasn't going to be able to pay attention. Uh, so she had the opportunity to jump in the queue. She got the Space Mountain queue, realized that she had the link that she had to click on, immediately got the Space Mountain queue that Andrew was talking about. <laughs> I think she jumped into the queue about 10.20, like right before 10.30. And mm -hmm. I finally got a message from her saying the purchase is ready uh, around 2.30. It sounds pretty comparable to about how long it took you, Andrew, since, you know, you hopped in uh, a little. I after. was probably only maybe 10 minutes after her getting the Space Mountain thing. I was probably about 10.30. Oh, really? So I waited. Yeah, I was not that much longer because I started at 10, you know, on the thing, the um, the Thunder page, the big Thunder page. And then once I you know, saw people doing this. I was refreshing and all kinds of weird stuff and then finally got the link. So they must have just everybody got the news at the same time. Oh, you have to re-click in and it kind of just oh, piled maybe. on. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there were uh, several hiccups because even she ran into some problems during checkout where it, it entering the address for one person apparently doesn't carry over to the other one. So if you were buying multiple passes, you had to enter the address for every single person, regardless of what they were getting. So 
it was little things that weren't well explained during the process that made it a little more difficult. Uh, I know that there was reports on like Instagram and Twitter that people were having all sorts of other issues trying to check out. And so much so that a lot of people just got frustrated and were going to the kiosk at Disneyland to try to get it there. Uh, whether it was not having the ability to do payments because it wasn't showing up for some people, uh, even though they were California residents, they weren't getting the checkbox. Uh, or I, I don't know what all the issues were, but I know that there were reports of people having issues and it did result in very, very long lines on the uh, at on the Esplanade at the kiosks in order for people to buy them and to upgrade their daily ticket. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we do end up going sooner than later uh, because after being away for so long, uh, it's no secret that Christmas in the parks is my favorite time of year there. So even if we can't go until January, thankfully it, you know, it kind of bleeds into January a little bit and we still get a little bit of the tail end of that. But I mean, it's not the same, right? It like going before Christmas is just a thing. And I don't know, I'm crossing my fingers that we get a chance to go at least in December and then again, hopefully in January and it'll, it'll cap off you know, that season for us. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's exciting. It's, I'm excited to go. Um, and it looks like, I mean, I was just looking at the reservation calendar for, uh, our passes and next weekend is booked up or this coming weekend. And, uh, the following weekends when I'm going to be there. So I can't see if there's availability, but everything else is completely open. I could go r- literally right now. Well, it's 10 o'clock. The parks are closed now. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm you go right now. Or, it, well, okay. But that was I my could, biggest question right there. Yeah. You can, in the, in the calendar, I was just looking at it. Today is still available um, as of when I was looking at it um, before the time went so yeah if, if the looks like if there's reservation available you can click i'm there you know boop, pick it and go so i guess we'll have to wait and see we'll have to see what happens um yeah. how busy it gets when you know when people are waiting to get their key and everything but so far it only looks like it's a week or two booked out ahead of time for the weekends right now mm. so but the weekdays are completely open yeah yeah i think a month from now we'll have a better understanding I mean, it doesn't seem to be much different than when you had a day pass or when you just purchased, you know, the hopper tickets. But I think once more people are established with the types of passes that they're going to be getting, it'll be easier to see kind of the flow. Right. And maybe that's what everybody else is waiting for. We're also on the tail end of summer. A bunch of people have gone back to work and to school and. You know, so true. There's going to be a big gap uh, in reservations where I think people just can't go during the week. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of uh, either helps or doesn't when it gets to the Halloween season and the the Christmas season in the parks. But I mean, as far as reserving it, it does look really similar to what it was before. And I feel. I don't know. From what you're saying, Andrew, it seems like there's even more dates available now. Yeah, yeah. I it, for the passes because uh, from what I've heard, they're separate calendars. The ticket calendar is separate from the pass calendar, so they have they each have their own allotment. Which is exactly what Larry had talked yeah. about and brought up 
you know, several episodes ago. And so I guess now we have confirmation that, yeah, you know, yeah. depending on what you have, you will have a different calendar to work off of. So they are giving certain tickets and certain passes more priority than others. And, and you know, that, you know, that it's kind of nice because they can have, they say, okay, we have X amount of tickets and, you know, they have, they probably have the days already figured out like, okay, all these Saturdays, you know, these tickets get this many, these passes get this many. But if for some reason, when they get to that day that they don't have as many tickets show up, they can then open more of that for passes. So That's you might, true. you might get, like, we'll see, you might get, you know, open your app, you know, tomorrow, Saturday, there's no availability. And then you open up Saturday and then they're, they've magically a bunch of stuff showed up. So yeah. it's, there's all kinds of opportunities to see. We'll just have to see what happens. And I know, uh, some of our friends got uh, magic key the first day and were in the parks that day. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw that, that happen a lot yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could also be the fact that, I mean, the passes or the magic keys rather are still. They call them, they still call them passes yeah. in the app. Yeah. Magic key pass. Well, okay. So we'll call them passes. It's fine. Um, it's fine. So yeah, I, the, the passes themselves, you know, they're still pretty expensive the prices haven't changed much from what they were before that is clear the only real difference is obviously the fact that you have to work on a reservation system you can't just pick up and go if you're lucky enough to like andrew just said that if you're lucky enough to find a day where let's say tomorrow you they didn't reserve enough stuff and they have it available then you just say hey i'm going today you use that as a day it, it is interesting to see though how the balance of ticket holders or or pass holders is going to change because in this time frame you know that we've been waiting for these passes universal and knott's berry farm especially in southern california have really really made a pull to try to get people to start going over to them and i've seen a lot of people buying knott's and universal passes where in many cases they don't have many blockout dates. They can kind of go whenever they want. And in some cases, they're buying both a Universal and a Knott's Berry Farm Pass for wow. less than what a Disney Dream Key is. Think about that. You know, so wow. you're getting two theme parks for less than one without as without many restrictions. Let's not even talk about the Six Flags Pass. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, you know, that's another nope. level. <laughs> get, get two square meals with your annual pass at six francs. <laughs> oh, God, oh, no, shots fired. Uh, so, yeah, I think the further we go into the year, it's not like Universal and Knots don't have things that people enjoy, right? We have Halloween Horror Night. We have Not Scary Farm. Uh, I think they do for sure. okay for the Christmas season. It's definitely not something that you would get at Disneyland for Christmas. But you got Grinchmas. Come on, at Universal Grinchmas, the Grinch they, is there. Everybody loves the Grinch. Are they still going to do that though? Because they demolished Whoville. Yeah, but they had in the parks in the like their big like center in the entryway. They had big. The Grinchmas was like the big Christmas tree oh, in, okay. in the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you could take a picture of the Grinch and Max and. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they, I, I think they're, they're probably going to be trying to step up their game and then, uh, Knott's Mary farm at Knott's Berry farm, yeah. their, their Christmas thing. And they have a lot of this, you know, cause they have the Snoopy characters, the, the peanuts 
And so they do a lot of peanuts stuff for Christmas. So. What do they do yeah. for Mary Farm aside from the like ice skating with Christmas music? I think they have I think they have a peanuts show um, that I I'll have to do. You know, I haven't done um, a lot of knots research, but I know they do have a lot of offerings. You know, um, I don't think you know they don't do the fireworks and everything like that that Disney does, but. They still, I'm sure they had, you know, the seasonal food and everything like that. But I know they have like an ice capades type show. At least they had in the past. I don't know what this year is. It's like a Snoopy yeah, that's ice what I thought too. Thing. It's like in the big Schultz Theater in the back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure, but when I went to their, you know, tasting thing that they had the food <clears throat> event, they did a really good job with decorations, large tree, and they had like this where they do the Halloween walkthrough area. They had a Christmas walkthrough area, which I'm thinking they'll reprise again, and it was pretty well done. And the food, I'm going to say it, it competed really well. If you're talking about portion-wise to what you get at a Disney park, I mean, that was for a food event, but I can't see like they're going to change the portions too much to if you just bought the plate while you were there. Uh, it was really good. So I, I think you're on to something, Hazen. When we get to these holidays, it could be a, a different landscape for these parks these theme parks out here in the southern california area to be a little bit more competition which would be good for us as the buyers for sure it's good for everybody because if there's more competition that means they ate all the parks have to step their game up to try and win those people back yeah exactly so it's going to be better for the consumer in the long run yeah so i'm all for it yeah let get uh you know i have the annual the disneyland the magic key so uh yeah everybody else go ahead and go over to universal (laughs) studios um go see harry potter and jurassic world and the minions and yeah i mean they got great stuff there too it's fun mario kart's coming soon people are gonna want to see that that's gonna be a big one for sure when nintendo world opens i mean the hype behind it now with just videos that we're seeing from the other parks i mean i'm considering getting a universal pass for that (laughs) you know i i love it i love what i've seen and when it comes to just food options you know especially with knots i can tell you eating at universal the only thing that i've ever had at universal that i thought was like wow this was definitely worth the price uh, is going to be one of the donuts in Springfield. Yes. You know, like when you <laughs> eat agree. that big old donut, yeah. you're like, this was totally worth the $20 price tag or whatever it was, right? At Knott's, I almost feel like every meal that I've had, regardless of what it is, from a corn dog to whatever type of meal, I feel it's so really well priced and you get a really good portion that you don't feel like you got cheated at the end. And I've had meals yeah. at Disneyland where they're either not great they're kind of dry or they just feel overpriced for the amount that you're getting even when it's not a tasting event even when it's just like Mm -hmm. going to tomorrowland terrace and buying a burger for instance gotcha here's looking at you hungry bear (laughs) no no that's the thing right (laughs) hungry bear actually has some of the better selections ironically it's hit or miss you definitely have to know where you want to go for some of the better food Uh, And then when they start changing it up for the holidays, they do tend to make some of the portions smaller because it's a limited release, you know, for the holidays. But then they jack up the price for five dollars because it's a limited release for the holidays. And I don't see that very often at Universal and Knott's. And maybe it's because I don't go as often. But the times that we have gone, it feels like I'm kind of paying around the same price regardless of what it is. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm getting more full. 
you know, when I eat yeah. at those other parks. So well, yeah, at at Universal at the the Harry Potter, they have that that was at the Three Broomsticks or whatever. They have some portion. They have some big portions. They you know get a chicken feast, a chicken and ribs and all kinds oh, of stuff. Yeah. I was not I was not hungry after that. So that that there's some. There's some good stuff. Harry Potter's got the, I think, probably the best menu at Universal currently. Agreed. Um, hmm. yeah. I can. That's one I didn't hit, and so I regret it. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. They they have a lot. It's it's you know it's trying to be you know that in that style of the English food and stuff. So it's a lot of meats and beans mm-hmm. and bread and stuff. So uh, good for me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love me some good barbecue. You're right. You're you're right on the money with all of that. So. Uh, yeah, let's see how it, well, well, I mean, we'll keep track of it and we'll see how it affects it or even if it affects it, you know, that I know that there's people that don't care and they're just going to get their Disney magic key and they're, Obviously, they just yeah. don't care about the other parks at all. And that's fine. I mean, you like what that's you like, Disney right? Pool. But yeah, uh, I, I think there is going to be a significant drop regardless of how many people have been waiting for this one for a variety of reasons, but Primarily, the price differential is really going to play a, a key component in how people enjoy their theme parks going forward. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that does put pressure on Disney to, to like you said, step up their game, right? And not make it feel like every single thing that they do is just a money pull from, from guests. So, uh, hey, speaking of, of the passes, before we close out the show... It looks like Walt Disney World is going to be getting their annual passes back as well. And they're mm-hmm. doing it just in time for the anniversary. It looks like they go on sale September 8th, so not too long after the release of this episode. But they're not getting magic keys. I'm a little confused well, because... This was weird. Yeah, I thought that the whole reason for canceling everything was to bring everything to the same level and we were all going to be on the same blah, 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 and... You know, and maybe it was just for Disneyland because we got word that that new annual passes are going to take over the platinum, platinum, gold, silver, select, all the all that stuff that already existed. And we're getting things called the Incredible Pass, the Sorcerer Pass, the Pirate Pass and the Pixie Dust Pass. What happened to Magic Keys? Yeah, I th- yeah. Walt Disney World is its own uh, bag. It's really completely different and yeah when they because they already you know their past program has been up and running again for a while um so i they they didn't really retool anything at that point uh they just kind of had because they were you know walt disney world's not closed as long as disneyland was um so they didn't if i'm remembering this correctly because i'm not up on my walt disney world news they didn't cancel everybody's passes at Walt Disney World. They just kind of pushed them like they intended to for Disneyland. Um, Wait, so so they didn't stop selling them. All they're doing is... They stopped... Well, so they they stopped selling new passes, but this is pandemic times. They stopped selling new passes, but everybody that had them, they pushed. Now, if you want to buy a new pass, you can buy the old-style pass up until whenever these launch, which I think is just in a couple days. September 8th. September 8th, so next week. You Up until then, you can buy the old-style pass and be locked in that for a year. Um, 
but if you don't, if you buy after, then you'll be in this new, as they call them, you can choose from four unique passes. They're they're really dumping down because they had like, it was like seven different passes. Eight. Di- they had a bunch of different weird passes. Before. Yeah, some not coming back is like the Epcot after four pass, and I think they had like a, another one, the Tables in Wonderland or something. Well, like Tables in Wonderland's a dining program, dining option. Yeah. So uh, there was a few that they cut back that that's that's I think that was like one of their popular options because those people that used to come like you know from Florida in that area that would they take advantage of the lower option but still lots of park availability. Yeah, Which so is a but <laughs> but yeah, the the naming it's just like I don't know what's with the naming convention. I don't I don't know why they're trying to get rid of the, you know, the color tiers that everybody knows that gold is less than platinum and gold is more than silver and da 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 because if you say I have the Increda pass, nobody knows what that means yeah. because you know, my the Increda pass is better than the pirate pass. <laughs> and there's it's it's just like pixie dust pass and then pirate pass sorcerer pass increda pass there's no like through line of name naming which i mean there's no really reason to nitpick it but that's what i do anyway yeah <laughs> i'm going to do because at least the 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 disneyland passes are all kind of these these are the disney words they're all the, the ocean you know, liners the, <laughs> they're yeah they're the seven words that that disney uses in everything every fireworks show or parade or cruise ship now the walt disney world ones are just random things it, it doesn't make sense why we have a sorcerer and an increda dash pass it's i don't know i and look i don't know a lot about the walt disney world passes because i've never been a pass holder at walt disney world but i knew that there was a pass that you could get that would allow you on both coasts, right? Regardless of where you went, you had the opportunity to get a pass to do both. Uh, And if you lived in California or, you know, regardless of what coast you lived on, if you frequented the other coast, it was very cost effective to get that option. Now, I don't know if it was ever restricted to Florida residents, but apparently the incredible pass, which is their $1,300 option is the only one available for people from outside of Florida. Everything else is yeah. only available for Florida residents, but the Sorcerer Pass is also only available if you're a Florida resident and a DVC club member. No, that's or, or. Oh, it's or. You okay, can, I thought it was or. And. Yeah, so or. you. Oh, all so right. yeah, you can be you can be a DVC member out of state and get that the Sorcerer Pass. Oh, it's okay. Or. So there are two options so, available. All right, okay. But you have to already be spending. Uh, what fifteen thousand dollars a year on <laughs> yeah, timeshare yeah. <laughs> to then get a pass yeah nice uh, if you're out of florida yeah yeah it looks like they're doing reservation systems as well pixie dust four hundred dollars after you, they they are going to have um the payment plans as well so four hundred dollars for pixie dust twenty dollars a month after a 205 dollar down payment three reservations at a time Pirate Pass is uh, 700 rounding up here, plus tax, or $45 a month for 12 months after the $205 down payment. You can have four park reservations with that one. Sorcerer and the Increda Pass, or the Incredible Pass, whatever you want to call it, uh, is going to have up to five reservations at a time. Uh, but I think the Sorcerer, pla- the, the Sorcerer Pass still has more blockout dates than the Incredible Pass does. 
right? Because a sorcerer pass is like nine hundred dollars, uh, and then sixty-three dollars per month, same down payment, uh, and then the incredible pass, which is, I guess, their version of the dream key that we have here, thirteen hundred, hundred dollars a month, uh, after down payment. Uh, and it seems like it doesn't have very many blockout dates with up to five reservations at a time. I, I'm not familiar with what the old passes gave you or if they're pretty comparable. You had the highest tier, right, Andrew? The one that allowed you on both coasts? Yeah, I'd, uh, the two times I went to Walt Disney World, it just made sense since I had already had at the time the premium pass. And then so we just upgraded to Premier. So, I mean, we got the parking, plus I didn't have to get a ticket. Their food uh, discounts aren't very good over there, but they did have the merchandise discount. So it's kind of just trying to see, okay, how much am I going to spend? Da, 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 da. And so the upgrade, upgrading just myself and then everybody else just got a regular ticket. Um, to get the discounts and stuff mm-hmm. is the reason I got them. So, uh, yeah, but I had it for, yeah, two years, two separate years I had it. Um, and it was, it was cool. Uh, it was gold and nice and fancy lettering. And you got a, you know, when I signed up for it, then I got a magic band in the mail and all kinds of stuff. So it was, it was fun to have for, yeah. But you're no longer going to be free at Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're changing it so that even if you get a vacation package, you no longer get the Magic Bands for free. I'm pretty sure that we talked about this a long time ago, that the more that we saw the app get integrated into every system in the parks, the less we were going to begin to see trinkets that would allow you to do the same thing like the Magic Bands. Like I know people are all about them. I know that people love the Magic Bands, but as soon as you saw the push for for the app to do everything and they started bringing the the annual passes into the app you knew that the writing was on the wall for stuff like that especially considering that most devices have nfc or rfid in some cases uh there are phones that have that as well so the ticket they give you has it in there now so you i mean you just hold your ticket up to the thing and bloop your 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 plastic pass or anything at all it's in there. It's, you know, it's different. You know, it's not M- NFC. It's an RFID, RFID chip in there. Right. But it still does. It does. Your phone has the NFC, but the tickets have the uh, the RFID chip in it. And it all does the same stuff. It's just how cool do you want to look uh, <laughs> with it, your ticket or, you know, have your magic band. It was all a convenience thing. They're like, oh, well, you have it on your wrist and you can put your payment in there and your hotel key and da, da, da. You never have to take out your ticket, your wallet. But now everybody walks around with their phone in their hand anyway. So there's... I mean, there is a. I mean, they're still cool, and I like them. But um, if I were to go back, I would just reload my uh, other Magic Bands if they're still alive. I don't know how long the batteries last in those, but <laughs> oh, they have batteries in them. I'm pretty sure they have a bat. I mean, because it's not just like a RFID chip; it's like a chunky thing. Um, so I'm pretty sure it has a battery. Well, weren't they removable? Didn't they make one that you could actually get different bands and you would just switch the center of it? Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little puck shaped thing, and then you could put it in like a, like a change the band. You could put it in like a, like a necklace. I think I saw somebody like made a necklace one for it and different kind of things, or like a clip. Um, so yeah, but it's it's still like a decent size. It wasn't like just an RFID chip. I don't I don't know enough about magic bands to talk about it but I I believe I was told there's a battery at least in the first generation one which was like the brick shaped one it was like more blocky mm. 
But well, anyway. It looks like we're not going to have him anymore anyway. I remember there was a big pull at one point to bring him over to Disneyland, and right. Disney just mm-hmm. didn't budge on that one. So, hey, we're to phones now. We skipped the, the Magic Band generation here. And like I said, I know that there's a big a big market for them. I think there's a lot of collectors that would go out of their way to collect certain Magic Bands. Yeah, well, it looks like passes are, are getting revamped at Walt Disney World. Magic Keys are officially here at Disneyland. Uh, I don't think Mel was very interested in being a charter member as much as just getting a Magic Key if it was available. Yeah. Well, and I know she's uh, looking into, I mean, she's going sometime in September. and That's still in the window, so she would def- default be a uh charter member anyway if that's what oh that's true about. that's true yeah because 66 days you have a while yeah i'm gonna be honest with you part of the reason that we ended up deciding on it was really because i had fomo because i was afraid that i i fell for it hook line and sinker you would think that i would know better by now but that line of them running out of passes i just thought to myself what if it's true this time what if they really do it? <laughs> you know, we've seen weirder things from Disney. Like, what What if? And what then if? after that, I just thought, <laughs> right? And then I just thought, this, <laughs> this is going to end one way or another. I'm either going to be a charter member or I'm going to be a charter member. And <laughs> I went with being a charter member, and here we are. Yeah. Well, and that was, you know, D23 had the same. They have a charter member. You know, if if you bought the first year, you're a charter member of D23. And at the expo, they have their own little lounge. And you get free bottles of water and a place to charge your phone. And I wish I was a D23 charter member. but <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance to enjoy some of the benefits of, of having that charter member for D23. But, hey, yeah. it is what it is, right? Now you are. Now I am. Now you are a charter member. Now I it's kind of nice important. not it, – yeah, it's kind of nice not having to pay for Disney Plus for three years, but that's coming up pretty soon. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. And let, look, let's be honest. I'm going to renew anyway, so I – Oh, yeah, 100%. But it's still just kind of like a thing I didn't have to think about for three yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. It was fun while it lasted. So. It's been two. We still got a year. We still Good got timing. a year. Yeah, we still <laughs> you got think one about year. it, you thought way ahead of when you're going to really need it. That's true. <laughs> 2020 was a great year to have Disney oh, Plus. Man. <laughs> man, to own stock in just Disney Plus at that point, or Netflix, or Hulu, <laughs> or any of those services. Oh, God. We could keep going down that <laughs> <Yeah>. list. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, any final thoughts? Before we wrap up on anything, there's a Mr. Toad uh, AR thing at Disneyland, and it's cool for Magic Key. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, right. If you go behind the castle, there's going to be a little sign that says uh, Magic Key Holders. And if you find the cast member that's standing right next to that sign, you will get a free photo with Mr. Toad. I believe the the deed or the photo that he's holding actually says magic key on it and you know. magic key certificate and it's got a nice little like yeah. cool. rubber stamp signed by Mr. Toad. It's it's a cute little thing. I'm going to have to do that when we It's there. actually one of the better photo ops that they've done with a character. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. It's very clean. Uh very cleanly done. I I, I kind of dig it. So if you're a magic key holder and you're in the park, don't miss out on the opportunity to head over to the castle and find that photo op exclusively for Magic Key holders. Uh, That's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Again, head over to the blog post over at Pocketeers.com. 
Uh, if you want to check out any of the videos that we talked about uh, in this episode. And that's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. See ya. So long, boys. I'll send you a postcard from Paradise Falls.